0: This is Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty, which is part of the Replicate Podcast Network. It is a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple-makers. Here is your host, Chris Swain.
1: Today on the podcast, we're going to continue talking with our guest, Andrew Bolton, about digital Prayer ministry here at Long Hollow. We've been experiencing an incredible revival as God continues to work in our midst. And uh, I feel like I have to say it every week, and I'll probably keep saying it. It's nothing we've done, it's nothing we're doing other than to beg God to move in our midst, to Mm. see, and and our people are repenting and being obedient to the Lord. We have many people coming for baptism, many people coming uh, for new life in Christ to follow Jesus, and many folks who have just been on the sidelines for years who have realized that they they have not been living the life God wants them to live. So it's, it's been an incredible journey, and we love sharing this story. We get so many pieces of feedback from people texting us, calling us, emailing us, and just appreciating uh, going along on this ride. And we just want you to know we are as thankful as you are that God is taking us on this journey. So as we continue to jump right into digital ministry, and our, and our digital pastor uh, is with us, Andrew, and, and Pastor Robbie, as we... Th- think through this uh, concept of online. One of the things I wanted to mention is that just a few years ago, I think we would have been very uncomfortable with how we're doing it now. Mm -hmm. And the reason is, and and what changed everything, we all know, because I'm sure it changed your church as much as it's changed ours, or at least given you a new set of challenges to deal with, is is, is COVID. Uh, we, We had to we literally had to go online, mm-hmm. and and that pushed uh, us in a direction. We were headed. It's not like we weren't headed in this di- digital direction. God had already led us. We'd already made some decisions. But I can remember a time when there were heavy discussions and maybe even arguments, mm-hmm. uh, good arguments, about should we do it? Can we do ministry this way? We have a lot of mentors in ministry that we love and respect who would probably completely disagree with this methodology of ministry. Um, and, and so I, I just want to say to all all of those folks, you know, we love and respect any type of input, but we're doing what God's called us to do. And I know there are many churches out there, church leaders out there who would love to just get an insight uh, into how to do this ministry well, to steward what God has given you, the resources, the church, and, and in these crazy times. Uh, reaching people like we've never reached them before. So it's been exciting as we talk through it. And we want to pick up where we left off. We talked a little bit about just how online ministry is working, the different ways groups can connect. But an important part of our strategy now, if you want to use the word strategy, and I want to use it loosely, is that prayer has to permeate everything we do. And, And Pastor, you've led the way in that in your own life and how you've talked to us as a staff. But we don't want to do any ministry that isn't bathed in prayer that isn't prayed beforehand and prayed during and prayed after through. Yeah. And so talk a little bit about that.
2: Well, and I, let me back up because you said something earlier that it's a good thing to say or comment on. You said, uh, and, and it's right, we didn't do anything to prepare or, or manipulate a move of God at Long Hollow, which is true. We didn't do anything to manipulate. However, there are things the people of God can do based on Scripture mm-hmm. to create an environment that is more um, seasoned, yeah, yeah. conducive, yes. uh, ready, if you will, mm-hmm. for a move of God. And I would say, and, and I'm just thinking about this, I, I, was, I was speaking to some pastors uh, just today from Indonesia, pastors mm-hmm. from all over, and they asked this question. They said, does the pastor have to be the one, the leader? Does mm-hmm. the leader have to be the one to be broken before God can move? That was a good question Yeah, because they heard the story of me. God broke me on the porch and then mm-hmm. eventually, and I said, I said, no, no, it doesn't have to be the pastor. In fact, it doesn't even have to be a minister. It could be the people of God. You see that many times, the people repenting while the priests were not, but it has to be someone who's broken and humble with a contrite heart. And here's what I could be a person or a group of people. And I told them something interesting to remember. God only dwells in two places in scripture. There's only two places you find the presence of God. Mm. In the high and holy, lifted up, separate place. And in the lowly, humble, and contrite heart. Mm. In a in a contrite heart, humble and lowly is where you find the presence of God. And I don't know about you, I can't control the first, but I can control the second. And if I want the power of God... Uh, magnetized toward me, then I've got to humble myself. So I would just Good say, time. yes, we we don't do anything to manipulate, but we right. can do something to set up a move of God. So Absolutely. one of the things we realized, and uh, I'm a slow learner, but I've learned this the hard way, that uh, God uh, God has ordained, he has sovereignly planned certain things to happen in the Christian life that will not otherwise take place separate and apart from prayer. We know that from scripture. God has said multiple, and I can give you multiple times, Ezekiel's one of them. I looked for a man among them to stand on the wall in the gap so that I would save the city, would not destroy the city, but I found no one. Mm -hmm. Okay? So God is saying, listen, I had planned not to destroy the city if I could have found a man who was standing in the gap, interceding on behalf of the people, but I didn't find anybody, so I destroyed the city. So that's an if-then approach to prayer, Mm. and there are many scriptures like that. So prayer births revival, as we've seen, and revival then births more prayer, because we realize that. So Andrew, when we started moving into a church that prays, uh, not a, a, a praying church, sorry, not just a church that prays. Right. A lot of churches pray, but a praying church where prayer, as Chris said, permeates everything. We realize now that we're online with this prayer ministry, which started on Tuesday nights, now it's on Wednesday nights, but we realize it wasn't an either or like do we do in person or online. It was a both and. It was a both and, sure. and everything from that point after that became a both-and approach to conferences, meetings, gatherings. So talk us through the mindset here. You just hear Pastor Robbie's leading us to do an in-person gathering of prayer. We'll have a couple hundred people in a room, but I also want to have it online. What's the mindset backstory on that?
0: Yeah, so, uh, well, I would say like our, our approach to prayer online is kind of twofold. Uh, So I I know you just asked me this question, but there's a little bit of a backstory too. So uh, the revival started in uh, December, and then in January, we kicked off the year as a church with prayer and fasting. Good point. So what does that mean from from the digital side of that? Well, we came alongside the vision that God gave you with some digital resources. So with that, we helped the church get into the season of 21 days of prayer and fasting with some digital resources. So Mm -hmm. uh, each day we had a text that went out to them so they could subscribe to this to get this text message every day they got their uh, text prompt with the passage the the prayer prompt prompt all that stuff uh, there was a prayer guide that they could download. That was all digital every day, every day. And then there were also social media assets, which means like a a picture that you post. It could be a story. It could be just a picture in your feed. Um, That was the daily prompt as well. So we came alongside the vision that God gave you for this prayer and fasting and resourced that digitally. So there are resources uh, that you can come out with. And then there's the very practical part of it with the prayer night. So what what was a prayer night going to look like online? Mm. Uh, So obviously we are streaming the service online. Uh, but then we have people in the chat, uh, so we have digital engagement volunteers that are that are in every platform that we're streaming. Say, say that again, so we hear, yeah. hear that. Yeah, again. sorry. So we have digital engagement volunteers. Okay, what is that, that? That's what we call them. So these are people. Okay, just like the people at the front door of your church greeting people, just like the people who are praying with people in your next step area. Mm-hmm. These are that. That's the digital engagement volunteers. So they are welcoming people as they're getting on, but then they're also engaging and interacting and praying with people. Right there in the chat. Nice. So they're so, sitting
1: with their laptop, or exactly. if they're not here on campus at a de- at a desktop somewhere, or on maybe. their
0: phone somewhere, or on their phone, exactly.
1: and they're and they're kind of waiting to uh, interact, or with in Montana maybe. somewhere. Yeah, exactly. exactly. All somewhere. over. Right.
0: Well, the funny thing is, the majority of our digital engagement volunteers for the prayer meeting are nowhere within our our area code here. They are all elsewhere in Mm. other states or in other parts of the country. I'm
2: assuming you don't have to teach them the importance of a digital ministry.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. I mean, they are fully engaged in it. Because they're they're the
2: beneficiaries of it. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so keep going. So you have the uh, digital engagement volunteers when people come in,
0: right? So uh, we stream everything in three locations currently. Uh, so we have YouTube, we have Facebook, and then we have our church website, uh, along with some some apps and Apple TV and all that stuff. Uh, but on those specific three areas, we have volunteers, three at least three volunteers per service, per platform, and these people are there to pray with people. So if you go to our Facebook specifically on a Sunday morning, it's constant prayer request, and those people are praying right then for them. It's not just, hey, Pam, I'm praying for you. It is, hey, Pam, I'm praying for you, yada, yada, yada. And then they, they literally type out a prayer for them right then and right there. Uh, on our church online uh, platform, Uh, you can actually pull them aside into a separate private little chat so you can kind of talk through and counsel with them that's outside of the main feed where everybody can see. like a room. Like a room and pray with them there. Um, And then for the prayer gathering, we actually have face-to-face prayer uh, with people on Zoom.
2: Ooh, nice. Which
0: this has been my favorite thing. So when you call for people to pray together, uh, we'll put up a, a link on the bottom of the screen there's, they can type in the link. They can scan the QR code. Uh, we're also dropping that link in the chat. So wherever people are watching from, that link goes directly there. They click on it, and it takes people to a Zoom waiting room uh, where somebody on our team is then connecting them in individual prayer rooms with our engagement and prayer volunteers there.
2: Okay, let's hold on that because that I want I want to yeah I want to set that up because what's happening there digitally, something is happening in person. Mm. Uh, as we meet relationally. And so when we come back from the break, I want to set that up. Are you struggling with the fatigue of ministry post-COVID? Have you experienced some fruit but hit a plateau in your life or even your church? Could you benefit from a group of like-minded leaders who can help you achieve your God-given potential? Being a church leader is more challenging today than it has ever been, and the pandemic hasn't made it any easier to lead. We now have a whole new set of problems to deal with as church leaders, that will require new solutions. With this in mind, we developed the Replicate Collective. This is a close-knit group of church leaders who want to help you and your church unleash your God-given potential. Members of the collective will interact with premier church leaders, men like Will Mancini, David Platt, Pete Scazzaro, and many others. Members of the collective create catalytic clarity for their church and personal lives. They participate in weekly huddles with like-minded church leaders. And you'll get personal coaching from me and the Replicate team. If you're interested in applying to join the collective or simply want to find out more, head over to ReplicateCollective.com. ReplicateCollective.com. We have limited spots, so you want to check it out today. And we're back talking about digital prayer ministry
1: something that uh, I had never thought of until we began to do it here at Long Hollow. And I'm grateful that we can engage that way online. Let's let's pick up right where we left off. We've got a lot to say and just a short time to say it. So I don't want us to lose any momentum.
2: Yeah, well, let me just say one quick thing about this prayer ministry. Again, my, my mother, uh, which is, I know a lot about because she shares with me and I, I get a lot of updates from her. But my mom um, does not feel comfortable yet praying with people Face to face on Zoom, right. which is okay. She, I mean, my mom. My mom was a great prayer prayer, but she would pray the Our Father and the Hail Mary, and you know, she's raised Catholic, and so she didn't know how to pray extemporaneously for people. So she's still not there. She's closer than she was, but here's the thing: she can type the best prayers right. that I've ever seen and quote scripture and connect people. And so here's a great way digitally that my mom feels like. Listen, I call my mom one prayer meeting early on. And I call my mom and I said, hey, what you all think of the prayer night? She was weeping, mm-hmm. weeping. You may remember this, yep. weeping. And I said, what are, you, what are you weeping about? She said, he died. He died. I said, what are you talking about, Mom? They had started, I don't know if you remember this, they started the prayer night with a lady who just randomly got on in like Florida or something and said, pray for my husband. He's in emergency surgery and it's a crisis situation. Well, my mom and another lady, Kathy started texting, emailing this lady and literally walked through for an hour and a half, two hours praying, believing he was better and then dying. Wow. And so my mom had taken on this as if she knew the, you know what I'm saying? And so When people say, I don't know about digital, you can't connect. Well, let me tell you, my mom and them connected in a way where it rocked her. It affected her personally. So what's happening in the room while you're digitally praying in digital rooms is I say to the people things like, get in groups of one, I mean, from two to three or maybe four, and you're going to pray together, okay? Men with men, women with women. If it's smaller but a bigger group, you can have a mixed group. And then we do something called one-on-one prayer lines, Mm. and this is the big one where we say we believe that there's power in a prayer agreement. When you have prayer with another person and agree in prayer, the power of that, Jesus taught on that many times. But in a room, it's easy to do because people wait in line. They walk up. We can pray over them. But digitally, it's very hard to do. But we've figured out a way, as you've shown us. How do we do that online when someone wants a one-on-one personal prayer over a situation? Is that the Zoom call? Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's the Zoom call. So it was just a couple weeks ago. I was on a call with a lady from... Uh, Kingston, Tennessee, and uh, which is a couple hours from us, and she was just walking through some incredibly hard spiritual warfare, and she's weeping, and I'm weeping, uh, but we're face-to-face praying with each other right there on Zoom, and it was just like uh, if I was praying with somebody in the room, and it just blows my mind again that the Lord is not limited to four walls of a building uh, and all these opportunities that we have in this And what's really cool is that the times you actually call for the group prayer, we will group people together in groups of three, four five, whatever we have there on Zoom. Uh, and we typically have a prayer volunteer in that mix, but they're not necessarily leading. They're not okay guys, I'm the volunteer. let's all let's all pray together now. No, they're just they're acting as one of the the group mm-hmm. and it's really cool to see how the group is just following your prompting. So as you call them to pray for this, they begin to pray for this. If you call them to pray for this, they begin to pray mm-hmm. for this. So it's re- been really cool to see that again. Even that group prayer works really well over this Zoom platform.
2: And here's what's going to be very surprising for people. We and I don't know what it is now, but I, I remember tracking it early on. We would have one and a half to two times more right. people. You ready for this digitally? Right on Zoom, I mean on, on the web or all over the world than we did in person. Right. So if we'd had four hundred in person, let's say, four fifty in person, we'd have eight hundred online. Right. All over the world. And so the Lord began to show me we would be missing out on a whole generation, a whole group of people who would never have access if we would say, nah, they just need to come or they can't pray. Right. One of the things we realized God's not bound geographically or right. locationally. You know, our mm-hmm. prayers—that's the beautiful thing of prayer. Wherever you go, prayer goes with you, mm-hmm. and wherever you go, you have access to the Father. One of the b- benefits of being a believer, and so we believe strongly in prayer. We've seen God do miracles in prayer. We've even mm-hmm. seen salvations online. We've right. seen people respond online. We've seen miraculous things happen simply through digital praying. Right. Tell us. Tell us about the app we have coming. We have a new app we we just created, which I heard a little bit about the app. That it's going to have, Andrew's looking at me like he doesn't know about the app. (laughs) You tell me about this Let me tell you about this new app we have coming at Long Hollow. It's a new app where basically we're going to have a prayer wall where people can now get push notifications on prayer requests. I love this idea. So we basically created an app where people all over the country can come on the app and say, I've got a prayer need. So let's say Andrew Bolton says, hey, pray for me, I'm... I need help with a sermon I'm preaching, or I need help, I'm going to share the gospel with a lost person, okay? Or I got a family who's ill, family member who's ill. At that point, then I can pull my phone up and go through the prayer wall. And then when I pray for your need, it sends a push notification, not Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or cantankerous people with the gift of constructive criticism, you know, (laughs) commenting. No, these are actual, this is like, I think, redeeming the cell phone, taking that idol internally into Mm -hmm. an altar for God, really, in a sense. And we're now going to get push notifications. Imagine your day, you're struggling with depression, anxiety. And all through the day, you're getting push notifications. Robbie just prayed for you. Mm. Chris just prayed for you. Robert just prayed for you. Really excited about, uh, about how God's going to use that. But let's talk for one more time before we close about the online prayer wall. Yeah, Because I think this, we did this two two and two and a half, three years ago, which set up for this move of God. Right. It wasn't just a man sitting on a porch for 10 months. It wasn't just a staff seeking God for 21 days of fasting and prayer and a church I mean, all those things are good, but it. We backed this thing up three years ago, where I had a, a a vision, a plan, uh, a desire to create a church that was a praying church, and I knew that in order to do that, we had to pray around the clock. Right. Okay. So we went to our digital team and we said, let's put together an online. And I think it's fairly easy to do this, right? right? I mean. Tell us about what that looks like, the hours of the day and, and people praying right. all through the day. Yeah,
0: it's funny you mentioned three years ago this prayer wall because I actually, I think I told you this, I actually had to repent for not engaging with the prayer wall. I remember <laughs> there was one point where we're like, okay, we got two hours left. We, no, I remember. we need to fill these hours. I'm like, why in the world aren't? Why haven't I filled these hours? And I really had to repent of that. No,
2: your exact words were, "And why haven't the staff yeah, filled exactly. these?" I was in that meeting. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good, good so, question.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> it was a good question. good question. Yeah. So online, so you can submit a prayer request and it goes to, like you said, a prayer wall. And it's again, you don't have to overcomplicate this. Uh, but now we have people who twenty four seven are prayer praying over these requests. And what I love is it's not staff led. Mm. It is the body of Christ having the opportunity to serve in this mm. way. Uh, and it's just, you know, so so for you out there, if you have a prayer request, put it on our wall. We, we would yeah. love to pray for you. But <laughs> yes. you also, you know that it's being prayed for. Yeah. Uh, and Pastor, you taught me something that I've, I've used ever since then as I'm connecting with people online. Uh, that you, you, you say this, whenever the Lord brings it to mind, I'm going to pray for that. Uh, and I say that all the time now. So not only can you engage with our prayer wall, but as I'm connecting with people and having conversations with people and they're giving me their prayer requests, I tell them, hey, every time the Lord brings this to mind, I'm going to pray for this. And I do. Every single time the, the Holy Spirit brings it to mind, we pray and for And he's it.
2: really good at bringing things to mind right. that are important. Mm-hmm. One of the things he's mentioning is this prayer wall that we realize there's 168 hours of the week. And uh, we felt like if we could have around the clock tag team praying of unstoppable, unceasing prayer, what could God do? And I just challenge you for your church or ministry. We just had a simple program. It's online. I think it's like a, a widget for one of the websites, right. and basically, it's just it's just a blank form with all the hours of the week. You know, twelve a.m. 12, 12 a.m. to eleven p.m. Mm-hmm. and then it's uh, the seven days of the week, and you just fill a slot out. So you say, hey, I want to take the 7 p.m. on Thursday. Well, when we first rolled this out, we hit like 150 fairly quickly, right. you know, by God's grace, in a month or two hours. Yeah, it was at 2 a.m. on Tuesday or that 4 a.m. on Thursday. Nobody wanted. I get it. But eventually, after about a year, year and a half, we got them all filled. And I believe that's when we started to really see God working, mm-hmm. not necessarily tangibly and visibly, but more internally on our staff and me. And I would just say, if you don't have that, if you don't have a prayer chain, I would start that first. I mean, that'd be the first thing I would start, Chris. Start getting people to pray around the clock. Now, you can't get them to pray every hour around the clock or every 30 minutes, but get them to start praying something around the clock, maybe the day hours or the night hours. And I really believe you'll see God start to work in ways that he wouldn't otherwise work.
0: Yeah, I would agree. And what's been super impactful for me, Pastor, and I know you have this, and then I had a group of people actually approach me and want to start this for me as a pastor, but having a prayer band is what I believe you call it. So uh, that's just a group of people who, for me as a pastor, commit to pray for me and my family and our ministry. And that's been huge because so often we can program out for other people to be a part of something, for other people to pray, for other people to engage. But then to have people praying for me personally, has been a game changer. So thank you for leading the way in that.
2: Well, and you may say, well, I feel selfish with people praying for me. I don't want people praying for me. Brother, listen, sister, listen. If you don't have people praying for you right. to finish well, mm-hmm. then you, you you won't be able to finish well. Right. So you, you selfishly have to finish well. People are watching. You, you're impacting lives. If the ship goes down on your life, uh, it affects a lot of people. So, man, you need to be you need to be, in, in a sense, I'd say selfish about this, but you need to be, uh, you need to be caring for your own soul. Yeah. In this, so, well, it, it's,
0: it's a game changer. So, my father in law was a pastor, had an affair, wrecked his family, and uh, so for me, having people surrounding me in prayer, yes. man, it, it it there's no other option but to have this. You know no. what I'm saying? No, no other option but to have this. Yeah. So to have those people, I can text, hey, pray for. This program we're about to do, but also, mm-hmm. hey, pray for my family because we're ha- we're walking through yeah. this or we're facing this situation It's huge for me I mean how can I how can I lead a prayer ministry online if I'm not praying myself mm-hmm. and if I don't have people praying for me?
2: yeah and, and what he's talking about quickly is a group of people who love to pray right. and talk to God and hear from mm-hmm. him. These are people you trust in the church or in your community that you can put on a text thread that every time something comes to mind, you can text them and you know they're praying consistently right. for your family, your health, your well-being, your ministry.
1: Well, that's good. And I will say, I don't think it's selfish because what you're praying, what you're asking them to pray for, yes, it's your family, but it's the protection of the ministry. Right. And the ministry, like you said, Pastor, extends beyond the individual. Thanks again for joining us. Another great podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed it as much as we did recording it. If you it did enjoy it, send it to a friend. You can text them right now a link to the podcast and give us a rating wherever you get your podcast. We would appreciate it. Thanks so much for joining us and until next time. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode. Take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast. You can receive more free resources to help you make disciples in your home, group, or church by clicking the link in the show notes or visiting our website at replicate.org.